0: RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real-life consultivations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. Welcome back to Consultivation, and we have the other half of Double D do business with us this week. Deborah Halls Evans. Hello, Debbie.
1: Oh goodness, Deborah. Debbie's fine, thanks. From <laughs> <laughs> sitting, walking out in the sun.
0: We should ask you how you're doing, Debbie, since as as you told us. Anyway, how are you doing, Debbie?
1: Doing fabulous, thank you, Dave.
0: Nice, nice mug. Do you like the double entendre, Kevin? Anyway, so uh, welcome back to the show, Eric Swick and Kevin Turnbull, our regular uh, co-hosts of what is a fabulous conversation of consultivation of friends and advisors from across the US and the world coming together to talk about business. Uh, And this week, we've got a little bit of a challenging conversation. Uh, Debbie, what is it?
1: It's about business congruency.
0: So, so literally, oh, dear, can't spell it. <laughs> what is? That's incongruent, Kevin, isn't it?
1: That's congruency. What's congruency? Yeah.
0: It's the RLC version.
2: Dave's always making up new words. You know that.
1: Always making up new words, Eric. Yeah. It's Yes. Although, neuralistically, by the way, and um, from a neuroscience perspective, it's really good for your brain to make up new words. Just thought I'd let you know. Well yeah. done, Dave. Good edit.
0: Good job. Thank you very much. Yeah. So what, what is congruency anyway? What, what is it? Uh, any any takers?
1: Well, I'll happily go first if you want. I think for me, congruency is alignment of saying what you're going to do and do what you say. So I think it's really important. I think there's, it's a massive topic um, because I think a lot, well, most people lie. <laughs> most people will say that they're congruent um, and they're not most people convince convinced themselves that they're congruent and they're not and um, i think we see this in a lot of cultures in businesses organizational structures the way people communicate and therefore then they behave in a different manner if you look at some of the situations that we experience in the world right now it's through a lack of congruency um from gender right through to sexism right through to racism you know it's when people say they're congruent and yeah. then they're a bit different behaviors um so that's what it means to me
3: well, think, I, think, I think i think that's probably probably right i think to me um congruency which is a terrible word in my view i have to say uh, it's about alignment, Debbie, I think, that, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's absolutely right there. Um, and tasks have got to be aligned with objectives, you know, that there should be consistency um, or you've got misalignment, quite as simple as that. You know, for example, an obvious um, uh, example would be if you're tasked to increase sales, but at the same time you're cutting your sales headcount, then those two things are misaligned and they're not congruent. So it's kind of as simple as that, in my view. But then again, I'm a very simple person, as you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, when I first heard the word, I thought of, you know, those congruent triangles that you learned about and, you know, what was it out In geometry? Uh, I go back to my math days. But I also, I think about congruency as just having harmony, right? That things are in balance and equal. and I I thought back of my own experience in in leading a team, and a lot of times, Debbie, just to your point, I thought, you know, I was right on point, I was demonstrating what I thought I was saying and demonstrating for the team. And luckily I had a great relationship with my leadership team that afterwards they came to me and says, Eric, that just what you said, didn't match up with what you've been telling us. And and so we were out of congruency and and it was great to have that relationship where they come and kind of, you know, tell you, hey, I I think you missed the mark on that. And I didn't even notice it. I didn't even realize it.
1: I think the challenge that we have, Eric, is that I think one of the things that I experience a lot of, no matter how good a culture is from an individual perspective, the the person can self-manage through fear. So whether that's fear because they're concerned about their finances, if you think we're just going through a global pandemic. People have different references for how they represent themselves versus who they really are. Some people don't even know who they are. They don't know their own value sets. They don't know their own beliefs. It, I think it's a really murky, the whole thing can get very murky, but I genuinely do believe that people want to be aligned. People want to be congruent, not that Kevin likes that. And people want to have harmony and balance. But yeah. typing is classic today. Mm-hmm.
0: Evening.
3: Evening.
2: All right. It's, it's, it's yeah. State of the art, Debbie. Evening. It's a new thing. Yeah. You know, Debbie, it's interesting. I, I hate to do this, but I have to plug the framework because what you just talked about, that's what it does. It really does create congruency and bring everyone together and understanding what is that vision, what is those values, what is that culture that you you want to create.
1: Sorry, Eric, I wasn't laughing at you. It then said No, I know uh, you're having
2: fun with his typing skills.
1: It said heaving congruency. Yeah, I do and I think you know the the biggest thing, and I can think of just the the past recent three or four projects that I've done and Mm -hmm. working with really, really great people. And And still not having that really open and honest conversation. Open and honest conversations. um, just because they're assuming there's a different outcome. I think that's the biggest thing for me is that we live in this external factors. We make up our own assumptions and judgments before we even deal with the conversation. And I think people, I'm happy to be direct with people, not disrespectful, um, but I do think I'm happy to have those conversations. A lot of people aren't. They're just not happy to have them.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I I agree with that. I think uh, Debbie on that point. Um, if you asked a lot of kind of business leaders, are their um, uh, businesses congruent? They'd say, oh, of course they are. They're completely aligned. But then once you start asking questions, you realise that they're completely misaligned. They yeah. actually don't know what they are, what they stand for, where they're going, what actions have to be taken. And uh, as Eric said, it, it does kind of highlight the benefit of things like the RLC Success Framework and other models which help in alignment and congruency, uh, but the Success Framework is obviously a fantastic example of it all, uh, because it gives structure to it, and if you have structure, you have a meaning and a purpose, uh, yeah. and I think that is the kind of underlying bedrock of congruency.
2: You, you know, it's interesting because there's so much conversation going on right now how it's so difficult to find talent and find people for my organization. And I think a lot of it comes from the fact that you're not retaining the people you have. And if you just had these kinds of conversations with the people within your organization to make sure that their goals are aligned with your goals as a company. You know, that's where I think congruency can really have a huge impact on an organization because, you know, I know that turnover in an organization is very, very costly. Um, and so whatever you could do, I think this is part of what you can be doing to avoid that cost and that headache of the turnover in an organization. Having those frank conversations, as you said, Debbie, with people, but also about what their goals are and do they align with you know, the framework or with whatever the goals are for that business.
1: I've got two examples. The first example, which I think is really interesting is that it was with a sales business um, project we've just finished. And it was really interesting. They were talking about, oh, this is really great. The program is fantastic. Um, I can see 6% of the team are already there, they're engaged, they're using the techniques. This other 40%, I just don't know what to do with them. And I said, so what What conversations do you have with them? Well, I just I tell them what to do. OK, so what do, what do you know about them? Well, you know, this remote working, we don't have that relationship. Great excuse, another reason for misalignment. Yeah. I said, well, that's not valid. Have you asked them why they even work there? And they well, yeah, but if I do that, then I'm going to have to think of all these other questions, and then I've got to have answers. <laughs> and I, and I think that's the reason why most people will avoid it is because, because it's actually hard work. It's hard work to have the conversation. It's yep. hard work to make the effort to do the conversation. And it's also and it's awesome. because they can go off on some major tangents these conversations, yeah. Yeah. and having the, the bravery and the skill to kind of bring them back and be really structured around the conversation, but it still be fluid, is really important. And of Demi, course, we, we,
0: we, Demi, what you said is fabulous. But we are getting an echo off your sound, so just for a moment, if you could mute and just check your sentence, that would be fabulous. But what you're saying is brilliant,
2: mm-hmm. So i
0: Sure, what people are listening to, there's loads to take out of it, and it might be. I'm no expert, second, second yard. So we'll give it a second and see what happens next. Um, and, but one of the questions I want to ask is: Does this affect your whole life, or is it just business?
2: I, I you know, I think it definitely affects your whole life. I mean, in you have relationships outside of the work world. And um, you know, I've been married for 41 years, and I can't say it's always been congruent. But you know, I think we've we've worked on this all the time about that being congruent with each other, being in harmony. I think it's important. It's it's a good word, isn't it, harmony? Because it's there's yeah, I love there's
0: it. Either, there's either harmony or there isn't.
2: Yeah, kind of.
3: It's it's all about having a good fit, and you can see that in organizations too. Do the departments fit together or are they competing um, yeah. in your relationships? Do you fit together? And when you're friends with somebody, you normally do. Um, you know, the fit is good. The fit of personality and an interest or whatever it might be. Um, and that's all about congruency. You you're kind of meeting together. Um, that, that to me is the kind of um, the old fashioned definition of it all. Uh, but now, of course, it's been hijacked for business. And uh, uh, that's a great thing, of course.
0: Indeed. I, th- I think one of the things that I've observed, and I was, I was listening to um, Simon's next book today. Um, I forgot the name of it—the one all about why—and um, Debbie'll know the name of it in a second. Uh, but he, he particularly focuses on, rightly so, connecting the why and the how together. What's the name? Yeah, that's right. And the how part is really quite revealing, Kevin, because. Debbie gave that example about sales. Um, It's not just the fact I can sell it. I sell in a certain way. I sell in a certain behavior, in a certain process, in a certain style. And often the what part, if we go pursuing this what feature, whether it's short term results, actions, they can dilute the how, can't they?
3: Yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, I, I think his analysis is is excellent, uh, Simon Sinek, that that is, um, and yours, Dave, of course. Um, <laughs> Thanks, um, but, you know, he he has a he has a huge focus on starting with why, and he and he and he um he gives these examples of other companies who start with uh, what, and so it kind of lacks a soul. You know, the, the, the organization almost doesn't have a meaning or a purpose. They're just making stuff. Yeah. um with no kind of strategic central direction um the way they're going
0: so do you think it then affects more than just our lives then gentlemen is it? and debbie is that is that the general consensus is congruency all about work or is it also about a life journey of your own
1: i'm gonna test my sound is that any better
0: well, much been- better for me
1: that's good. Uh, for me, it's about self and, and I and I genuinely believe, you know that I quote this all the time, Dave, but the work that we do is focused on the individual to benefit the many. So whether that be the business or um, their personal life, it is about working and starting with the individual. I think we've got to, in today's society, we've got to be better at deciding what we want to do, why we really want to do it. Um, and actually connect our own self to things, because I think we just we 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 can just function. Which, by the way, for some people is is that their, their way of doing things. But I think as long as you understand what it is for yourself, the reason why I do what it is, how I'm going to make sure I'm consistent with it, and I think with a couple of words, sorry, I missed the the um, the why and the how conversation. But I think there was an element for me is is to be really clear about, you know, what are those steps that I take. And when we, an example would be, so I'm going off on tangent, we're going for a job interview, and people genuinely never ask the company about the company. It's all focused yeah. on the individual. Yeah. But actually, surely, if I'm going for a job interview, my congruency, my alignment, my harmony is I've got to fit into that. I've got to either see if it fits in with my values, will I fit in with our culture, does it make sense to me? But we don't do that we it's as though that person's doing us a favor and it's actually a mutual relationship like any relationship it's yeah. got to be mutual so that balance and the harmony comes in asking the questions for both parties um and i think that's where it sits for me so it starts with self and it has to benefit the many which is what we mm-hmm. should all be doing
3: i remember i remember those old those days of yore when i used to do a lot of like graduate interviewing um, at some, you know, big companies. Um, and, you know, you you would interrogate the individual, as you say, Debbie, for, you know, 44 minutes of a 45-minute interview and then say, oh, is there anything you want to ask me? No? Good. Well, thanks very much
2: for coming in. Yeah. 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 It, it's interesting it's- that you bring that up, Debbie, because I think that what you see now is that is more important to the candidates, you know, Am I gonna be a fit here? How do I fit in? And I think as you do this work, I do this work with clients, I find that they may identify that this person probably isn't a fit for our team because we are incongruent. And I think that's okay. I think people have to be brave enough to you know, recognize that and make those types of decisions.
3: No, no that's right. I've just been um, um, uh, helping a guy over here in the UK who one of these divisional directors has gone a, kind of a bit AWOL um, in terms of, you know, his is the only important part of the business. Um, you've got to old jump. When I say jump, you know, it pulls people out. Um, they're they're outsourcing companies, so they've got a lot of people in India doing the, the production side of it all. Um, and this guy has just turned into a nightmare. Um, and it, and in fact, it's a good example of somebody being not congruent with the objectives of the organization. And he's, he's, he's basically, it's kind of Uh, shape up or ship out, as far as I'm concerned, Um, and he seems to be shaping up, but whether he can make the long-term changes to get off his ego, I'm not sure, I'm not convinced.
0: And there there lies one of the biggest challenges, Kevin, with uh, congruency, because if you, another book I was revisiting this week was Urquhart Tolle's Power of Now, and often we misrepresent our own ego by our speed to think and respond. And we forget that the thought is where the ego is enabled. And therefore we end up being in reflex patterns, behavioral reflex patterns. Uh, Debbie did a big session on this a few years ago with a rather large client about pain bodies, didn't you Debbie? And we end up in these patterns of behavior that we've just got ingrained in ourselves. And an ego is, is, is something that you need to have in business in the right context. We're not saying you shouldn't have it. What we're saying is you shouldn't let it be the leader inside you. That there's more mm-hmm. to lead than that part. Uh, but I'd like to ask you, um, what areas should we look at through the lens of congruency and, and put into the spotlight? What areas of, of your life and business do you think should they be?
2: Hmm. I
1: a rather generalist, but it should be in everything.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: I just the the thing I was thinking that was two thoughts going through my head is one the neuroscience and studies that we believe that thoughts drive our actions, they don't. Um, so the past, I might got feedback by the way or not. Yeah, it's, yeah, it
0: seems to be the system.
1: Apologies. Um, no, that's really annoying shall i come downstairs
2: i could hear you just fine i don't know i i don't have a problem
1: okay and um, we've been taught that thoughts drive our behaviors well actually it's our behaviors that actually drive the thought so our body's already in the action the thought follows it happens at super fast speed and i, and I therefore think that being able to be acutely self-aware <laughs> and then not assume that everybody else is like you or everybody else has got the same thoughts so i think it's got to be in everything dave it's got to be in am i being you know i think you mentioned about your marriage um eric and i think you know it, it's all parts of our life am i being yeah. who i want to be am yeah. i being who i want to represent am i does my language represent you know the way that i really feel does it do we really behave like that i mean I I know it doesn't for me at times when I can be hugely frustrated with a situation on a personal level and then what we'll do is we'll replicate something else and get annoyed with somebody else for no other reason that we're actually annoyed with ourselves because we've not done something. And I think that just reflects itself in lots of different ways.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with what you said, Debbie. The only area where I see that you may not have congruency and it may not be appropriate is when you have competition. Whether I'm competing someone in a sport or business-wise, you know, I may not be congruent with that person. That's okay. That's okay. I would think, but internally in relationships that you have, personal or business relationships, that's maybe where I feel it's most important. But just so let's so keep we'll
1: that be... thought
2: sort of non-congruence, though.
3: Uh, that's a good point, uh, um, Eric, and it's one I was going to come up with. Is that question? Is there any? business activity where non-congruency is a good thing. Um, And and the one I can think of is if if you're in a kind of, you know, product development skunk works, where you're just kind of given a budget to go and develop new stuff outside of the normal remit of the organisation or or, or what they normally make. You know, it's like Post-it Notes when that was developed by 3M. You know, they were just doing technology for technology's sake and then they eventually found a use for the glue that uh, that was um, an integral part of that. And, that. and that's kind of non-congruent in a positive way. I don't know what you guys think of that.
1: I'm trying to think of examples um, no, it's, that it's, related to it's that.
0: A... Debbie, I've got, you came up the other day, we were talking about a brand we work with, and we were talking about the size of its change that it needs in the future. And then we spoke about it. Instead of going about changing the whole thing, Kev, you actually start a little micro unit, a brand new entity in the style that you want, that may grow, may not, hopefully will, um, but it would be outside of this other version. And you might have to write the rules in this one, Debbie.
1: Now, I just want to give a bit more context because that just sounded really random. So there is a business that their customer is changing and evolving. So who they sell to is changing. Their workforce hasn't changed at all. So it's Mm. an aging workforce. So the challenge they've got is that the change isn't happening in the workforce to the needs of the customers. So the idea in the discussion was set up a micro business that allows you to recruit and hire the people that are going to be servicing and looking after your future customers and then allow them to naturally transition because all industries and all um, employees will eventually age, but allow it to naturally transition rather than this kind of thud change. Yeah. that's was just too dramatic for a business. And that was the idea behind it.
3: Wow. So that's like a kind of a, a, a if you're a video, a VCR manufacturer, and you were just busy, busy making them away as if it's going to be there forever, um, but you've got somebody working on streaming services and the technology that, that's required there. And th- there's an element of non congruence uh, in, in all of that because there is a gap between the two positions. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: But it, I suppose <laughs> that the difference there is, and going back to Eric's point about, I see it in sports, I see yeah. it in sport. Whereas with a competitor in business, I think there's a, a, a challenge for me that says, ultimately, is what is your industry really famous for, or what is it that it does successfully? What does it that needs to change? So go back to that example we're talking about. It's a business that already has in, in a kind of a very interesting back history. You know, it's um, it's a sales environment it's perceived to be a little bit kind of shady at times heavily discounted sales so quite old what we i would consider a kind of a, a very classic sales process but actually the competition then becomes internally so it has to be congruent to what your business stands for and that for me is where the challenge is in the business talk about the coaching industry the coaching industry i genuinely believe is the least congruent business industry ever because it's full of a lot of ego a lot of people talking about themselves not products or services or their clients needs it becomes about them and i think that's my challenge is that it's not just a competition it can be this kind of wider holistic perspective that an industry can be completely incongruent therefore it just feeds the same machine
3: And from really coaching that is, which of course is very congruent in their in their stated objectives, and uh, solving this leadership deficit that we see everywhere, which is that non congruency that you're talking about, Debbie. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Kevin. Great plug there. And, and That's awesome. I think, That's awesome. yeah, <laughs> I, I I think what Debbie said deserved the pause there in this episode because I think if you go back to the start of EasyJet years ago and Many businesses like it and if you aren't watching, uh, we're not claiming there's any accuracy in this story, but there's, there's a famous, there's a famous example about when they started, they had somebody answering the phones, declaring how busy they were because the airline was taking off. Think about the words, I am being very concise, but they were spending all their energy in creating this idea. That you're missing out if you're not using them, and the rest is history. They become this successful airline. Yet, small businesses today play the same game to a degree of pretending to be much more than they are. And Debbie, coming to this, the coaching industry is full of that too, as opposed to being intentional about your desired impact, living out your primary aim and why, bringing value to that process. And doing your very best at it and making a difference and living out the how congruently which is much more powerful than you know hey eric yeah you know i've got it together i can do everything yeah of course is it is the alternative to that and i think it's tough isn't it it's very tough to just be well, okay think, with it's,
3: it's from a bigger picture dave you're kind of Um, You're stating a reality, which is the world is not congruent. So EasyJet as an entity was congruent within itself because they were a disruptor of the traditional um, airline industry as um, Musk and Tesla is in the traditional car industry. Um, But they are congruent congruent as an individual entity, although they're not in harmony with the broader industry because they're disruptors. So it's inevitable um, that they're going to be
0: non-congruent yeah it's 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 actually that's a huge statement we could just go on for like half a day on this i, re- I read an article this morning in the guardian relatively reliable newspaper um, I think. I think <laughs> says, but, but,
1: says dave yeah, just for the record dave, yeah.
0: um and it was about uh military responses by large western countries over the years to show infinite reach and how there's another perspective to the impact that no one seems to consider. And worse still, where the decision is made, wherever that decision is made, in this case, it was the US, it was the US government. The people who execute the process of the decision are the ones who live with the accountability of their choice when they then discover what they did wasn't accurate. And then the people at the end of that story, Kevin, Eric, who were then usually bombed Who were thinking, how did that happen? To our little tired little town that, you know, really kind of thing. Um, There's incongruency right through that in almost every direction. And if our governments can't be congruent, Mm -hmm. Debbie.
1: I'm not sure it's con. I think you, you, semantics is important. I understand that, but I also yeah. think there's some there's some flex in what you're saying. Politics is naturally incongruent, and it has to be because you're talking about democracies and socialism and communisms and perspectives. Yeah. So, I think I think politics is a very difficult one. It's divisive by its own setup. That's why it was created. It was created to challenge different perspectives. So, I think. You know, dragging that in, you know, we need Lisa Daly here. Um, But I think I'm not sure that's a personally a good example. I think there's a, I think you've just got to be cautious around, you know, congruency comes to self accountability, self awareness, and self understanding. And that's where it comes for me is that, you know, you talk about all the really big stuff, but actually bring it down to what it means to me as the individual. What does it mean to me in my life? And I think that's the bit people have just got to start asking the questions because that's the bit that makes the difference it's like the acorn grows into the big oak but it has to start somewhere yeah
2: yeah yeah you know to what you just said debbie i just the first thought that came to my mind is you know just as an individual walk the talk you know Mm -hmm. if this is what you're saying then do what you say you know your actions should mirror what you what you're saying and i think yes let's take it from world politics back to <laughs> yeah. the business world right yeah. because that's what this is really about and how this can impact you in your business mm-hmm. and i think you know doing that self-reflection is really important
1: yeah i think it's really I think, powerful i think
3: i think you can not actually compare the macro and the micro though um because yes, Eric, um, Walking with, not the, walk, the, walk, the walk is great, but if no, one believe, if no one believes you or believes what you say, then you can do as much as that as you like. But you are, you are inevitably in an incongruent position. Um, and I think the politician thing is interesting because they're pragmatic. And has pragmatism got anything to do with congruence? I ask the panel.
2: Yeah, but Kevin, I was I was looking at it from an individual standpoint, me, me as too. an individual yeah. being congruent as an individual. I agree with what you're saying is am I congruent with the rest of my team or my organization is a whole nother story. Yes. Maybe that's why we're attracted to people like us, because there's more of a congruency in that
3: in that meeting.
1: So, my question then is completely off, off uh, t- David to a, a tailspin. So, should we then not be congruent? Because actually, we need in society as a whole to understand wider perspectives. And actually, congruency could actually create homogeneity. So, this kind of one style, one, th- everybody fits all one. So, surely we should allow con- incongruent, like you said before or uncongruent i actually don't know the, the correct yeah. terminology but actually we need it we need elements of incongruency so that we can develop and grow and understand different perspectives So we literally well, maybe that's why we're in the 21st century where we're at is that we've believed we should be congruent and therefore you know all the white people sit together and all the black people sit there and you are know, genuinely is that congruent is it it's not congruent at all because we're the, a human race yeah so should do, so do we need incongruency actually should we even be dave is your topic a rubbish topic
2: oh <laughs> 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 um, i don't think so. just
1: no i don't think it's it but i think it's a yeah. really good discussion to have it yeah, so genuinely it you know We get more out of not getting it right first time. We get more out of having a different. But you know, we're all coaches here, right? So we coach from our experience. But every time we coach somebody, it enhances our experience because we're understanding somebody else's perspective.
2: Yeah.
1: So so kind of we're in this. Are we incongruent, congruent? I don't know. I just my head's now spinning a bit. Yeah, I
2: think. But
3: I think a good point. But um, there's got to be a middle ground here somewhere, because what we're saying, arguably, is um, congru- non-congruency, is conflict, and conflict can be good and bad, but going back to an organisation again, um, serious conflict in an organisation is generally a bad thing, you know, you want people to be aligned in the direction that you're going, you want yeah. to take people along with you, you want to motivate them, you want to lead them, um, And so if you're handling conflict all the time, it's clearly a a much more unproductive organization than it could otherwise be.
2: So when I think of it like from a person's perspective, I think of someone that is, you know, if they're congruent, they're genuine, they're real, you know, and people can follow someone like that, right? If they as an individual are not congruent, where they're sending out mixed messages and people are just confused and so that's where i think i look at and i come down on congruency it's at the individual level and what is the message or what is that that i'm portraying and you know if i want to be a congruent person i want to be genuine i want to be real so that people know what to expect they know who you are and there's no surprises that's that's how i look at this word i'm I'm taking it from world all the way down to the individual level here so there's
1: something around business that then says i'll go into the, the the a bit of Um, The framework as well but there's something that says congruency comes from a base of understanding why why do we have a business, why do we sell what we sell, why do we do what we do therefore the balance comes from an awareness and understanding of what we do the incongruency can come from the fact is we can challenge these things, we can add innovation, we can develop and grow so it's the harmony and balance with different perspectives and we learn from that Yes, I think I'm spinning
3: something here. Yeah, and I, I know what you're saying, Debbie. And like, for example, in a in a congruent business, you know, where your um, where your goals are aligned, that doesn't mean to say there's no debate. Um, there there is no what if you know discussion. Yeah. Right, right. We do that. Um, you know, that's all part of your normal people being normal people.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: If you know what I mean. So it's yeah. it's, a, it's a broad word. I think that's what we're saying.
1: Yeah, I think we did start with that. So that's quite good. I think we've done really well of just balancing. <laughs> balancing
0: we've, that we've, we've congruently ended back where we started.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's because we're in perfect harmony, Dave.
0: Well, that's yeah, totally right, Completely Kevin, balanced. Yes, and Kevin's being who he wants to be, Debbie. Um, now, of course, I think there's a couple of things if you're listening to this episode today, as we throw around this word from almost every angle there is in terms of human interactions with the universe. (laughs) That's a pretty big generalisation. It is, though, an internal job. It is a, a thing that is very personal, that self discovery, as you said earlier, Debbie, I think, is there one tip each of us can come up with on congruency that we can share with our listeners? Oh,
2: that's a really good pause point, isn't it? Well, uh, you know, what I said before, I think, you know, walk the talk. If you're portraying this is who I am and what I believe in, then you have to demonstrate that every day in your actions.
0: So, just to clarify, it's not walk the walk, is it? (laughs) Because you just go walk walk. Walk the talk.
1: You're just walking, yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. (laughs) i just talk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll, I'll just edit, edit that. I think I might have to delegate this after this week's performance.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're banned uh, from doing the banners.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, for me, I think the my advice would be to be to understand congruency is ask better, ask questions, better questions and give better, better answers. answers. Ooh.
3: Nice one. Yeah, I was was. (laughs) just... My my final thought on this, Dave, is um, for everyone listening, is um, I think congruency should actually be based around culture, around culture. Um, If you've got a consistent culture that you know what you believe in, you know who you are, you know um, what your behaviors and values should be, then you've got a good chance of having a congruent organization which understands the direction that you're going in. So I think it all kind of, you know, culture trumps almost everything in my book.
0: I would I would agree with that, Kevin. Yeah. That's, a, that's a really congruent thing to say.
3: I thought so, I've been working on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would like to just take anyone listening back to the format from a strategic perspective and just see it as the, as almost the overarching summary, the meta today which is if you're leading a team, leading a people, leading a company, people want to know why you're doing things. They want to know what to do, and they need, they need to know the best version of how to go about getting there. And everyone should be clear clear about what the what-ifs could be. And of course, if you are familiar with our success framework, uh, it'll definitely do that for you, won't it, Kevin?
3: It totally will. None better.
0: Perfect. So, big subject today. It feels like we've had a bit of fun talking about a really heavy subject.
2: Yeah, it was fun.
0: This is season two of Consultivation. Our planned guest this week was unable to join us, so Debbie has stepped in gracefully to talk about congruency and what's going on in the world of business. From the macro to the micro, Mr Turnbull. We've had some huge things during the show today, doing what you say, heaving harmony. I realize that is, that I know Debbie, that's not what Eric said at all. Um, (laughs) And and also, does it affect you? We're asking the question, does it affect your whole life or business? But the truth is, can you answer this big question as we close the show out? Am I being who I want to be? And what would happen if I stopped being something that I'm not, and just started being something that I want, wanted to be,
3: could you become more congruent?
1: I was going to just say, no, I was just going to say, as it's a business, ask that in the business context as well. Is my business doing what I want it to do? And do I understand why it's doing what it's doing? You know, and actually ask it about your own business,
2: and yeah. ask
1: the people that work with you. You know, why do we start why this business? Dave, you were there, you know, I've done it with several businesses that I've been coaching on projects over this year, and asking from C-suite down to all of the team. Notice, I like a flat line, of hierarchy, um, but in regards to asking them why you do it and when
0: you find the anomalies and the differences it creates a really healthy discussion fantastic, fantastic. so i'd uh, I, I just like to say thank you to kevin thank you to eric for your fabulous contributions and you debbie for stepping in the breach this week great conversation Yes. There. every success for your learning with congress take care everybody Thank you for listening to Consultivations, brought to you by RLC Global, helping you become a best version business. If you want any help from the conversations in the show today, please reach out to info at rlc-global.com and one of our team would be delighted to talk with you. Go to rlcglobal.group for more information and free content designed to help you.